I'm Meg Dahl, your unbreakable host. Welcome to the show. Hey friends, and welcome back to a brand new episode of the Unbreakable You podcast. It's Meg here, as I'm always here every single week, (laughs) and this week we actually have another Megan on the show, so that's fun. Our guest today is Megan Reed, and she is a confidence coach. And Megan and I have more in common than just our first names. So we talk about self-confidence and how to develop self-confidence. And I really love that the conversation takes us in areas such as self-awareness and boundary setting because these are two aspects that I really work on with my clients and this is also a huge part of Megan's work as well inside her confidence coaching. So we have tons in common so it was just like sitting down with someone that totally gets me and I think you're really going to love this episode, especially if self-confidence is something that you feel like you're struggling with and you would like some more support with. So listen to this episode and if you are on social media, make sure you take a screenshot of this episode because I love when you take that screenshot and post it to your Instagram stories so I can see you listening. It really helps me get the word out about the show and more ears listening to these episodes. So just take a screenshot of the episode, tag me at I am Meg Dahl, and you can tag our guest today at Hey Megan Reed. So both of us get that notification that you're listening to the show. I hope you love the episode and I will be back next week with a brand new episode with one of my newest back home to you grads. I can't wait for you to listen to her next week. Hey Megan, welcome to the show. I'm so excited to have another Megan on with me this week. Woo! Yes, hi, how are you doing? I'm good. I'm really excited to be chatting with you today. So for all of our listeners who are here with us this week, why don't you introduce yourself so everyone can get to know you better? Sure. Well, my name is Megan Reed, and I am a confidence coach who helps women get out of their own ways so they can be unapologetically themselves and, you know, create that life that they've been dreaming of without second guessing themselves. Right on. So I noticed you said 
unapologetically themselves. I freaking love that word. And like, there's just something about like being unapologetic in who you are or about who you are. And that word, I don't know, it's incredible and really provides so many women with so much freedom. So I'm curious, how did you get into this line of work? Like, I always feel like when, if someone's a confidence coach, you likely went through your own journey of feeling not so confident. And then you (laughs) kind of like gained these tools along the way and you realized, wow, I went from having zero confidence to a lot of confidence. And I, I see you on Instagram, your reels are like so cool and quirky and amazing and no shit. You have a lot of confidence. Like I love them so much. So you're totally like walking the walk and I'm just curious, like what brought you to being a confidence coach today? Oh my gosh. Well, first of all, thank you for all those kind words. I am just beaming over here. Um, That means a lot to hear. But I suppose if I'm going to tell you about what brought me to becoming a confidence coach, I have to take you back to high school where I was really, you know, struggling with my mental health and who I was as a person and my identity. And I took all of those struggles with me into college and out of college um, when I had graduated and started my first job, you know, I didn't have any boundaries. I was such a people pleaser, like perfectionism was the name of the game. And I, you know, like you said, yeah, I went through all of those struggles as someone would who lacks confidence in themselves. And it, was probably years and years of just trying to DIY personal development, like reading books and all these things. And, you know, I was always kind of just like giving advice or helping my friends out on the side, but I realized I had this calling for helping others and I wanted to help others feel seen so they didn't have to go through what I did. And it all just kind of spiraled out of I left my corporate nine to five, not, not by choice. Um, I actually moved with my husband and lost my job because of that. But I accredit that giant, you know, leap of faith to having the confidence to do what it was I felt called to do. So I, um, you know, I was a lettering artist at the time and, um, I created a lettering course. I was like, this is how I'm going to help people feel seen, you know, and um, it launched, it went went super well. I was like, that's great. But at the end, I was like, that's, that's not really what I want to help people with. What is it? And it took some like soul searching. I joined some programs and realized what it was inside me that was so special that people needed. And it was this burning confidence that I knew how to teach. Um, and so I created a program called creating confidence. I beta tested it to my audience. It went well. And now here we are almost a year later or only a year later, whichever way you look at it. And I am just so excited to call myself a confidence coach and teach women that they can be whoever they want to be, you know? 
Yeah, that's incredible. And confidence really is something that so many women struggle with. And there's so many different kind of like approaches to helping women with their confidence. You know, for me personally, I definitely have women in my group coaching program that would definitely say they struggle with confidence, but it's kind of not something we, I mean, like my course isn't like a confidence course like yours does or like yours is, but it's like, you know, by doing the work that I do with my clients, it's kind of like we also address the confidence stuff. So I'm really curious about your approach to helping women with their confidence and how you even start with that. Because for most women who are struggling with their confidence, it's like something that they've been struggling with since they were five, six, seven years old, even earlier sometimes. So how do you even help some women who are now in like their 40s, 50s, still struggling with their confidence? Right. Um, First, I love what you said about the fact that they've been struggling with their confidence for so long. Um, I think also another really big struggle is a lot of them don't know what they're struggling with is confidence issues. They're attributing it to something else. So the first step is actually recognizing that the root of all their problems is just a lack of confidence in themselves. And then the framework that I take them through, you know, the first step to creating confidence is self-awareness. To really love yourself, you have to know who you are. You know, you're not going to love someone you just meet. You're going to love them when you get to know them. So the first step is self-awareness. And after that step in creating confidence, we go through what I like to call happiness habits. And those are the habits that you do every day to build that happiness, like journaling, positive affirmations, um, even things like boundaries and time management we cover in the happiness habits, just things that help you sustain your self-awareness and carry you through to the third phase, which um, I pulled from my lettering and design background is creative exploration, because the one piece that we're missing from the self-awareness and the habits is the space to be creative and rest and play. And I think a lot of people, you know, are lacking confidence because they don't rest and recharge. And that's so important too. So there's this beautiful cycle of self-awareness that builds self-love and that builds self-confidence. That's so wild. Okay. So I'm not sure why I'm always so like surprised. I'm not really surprised, but I'm always like kind of taken back a little because I interview a lot of people, right? And I'm always curious about the process that they guide their clients through if they work with clients whatever or if they went through their own um, healing journey kind of what was that process for them right and it is so incredible how everyone starts off with self-awareness you know like the people that know you know like the people that went through the shit and got to where a lot of people want to be now right with you having this shiny, incredible self-confidence in yourself, right? And me with like a really deep, luscious self-love. And 
when people look at the journeys that we have, what just like blows my mind every single time everyone says it starts with self-awareness. That's exactly my approach too. So I love that you start with self-awareness as well. But one thing that I want to kind of go back to is something you said. So you said that a lot of women actually don't even know the struggles that they're facing are rooted in self-confidence issues. Okay, so if people don't, like you said, have that self-awareness, right, everything changes with self-awareness. So what would or what could self-confidence issues look like like how can they play out in your life for someone that's not really aware that that's like a self-confidence rooted issue right and that's a great question so let's use people pleasing as an example so say you work a nine to five and um your boss is like hey sorry this is so last minute can you do this project before the end of the week And you don't have that confidence in yourself to stand up for yourself, which means you probably also lack some boundaries. Um, So you, so you say, yeah, sure. And then you resent your boss, you resent yourself and um, you're doing it because you're afraid if you say no, that your boss won't like you or you will lose love. So people pleasing and lack of boundaries, um, all those things are a lack of confidence in you and trusting yourself and your abilities. Yeah, I so agree with that. Totally. And you brought up boundaries a couple times now. Mm -hmm. So this is a big thing for confidence, right? And I know when people lack confidence, it's hard to even set a boundary, but then to even, like, let's say they do set the boundary, if they're lacking confidence, it's hard to actually maintain or keep that boundary. So how would you help people set some boundaries and gain more confidence in that area of their life? How can we do that? Right. Well, the first step to setting boundaries is really understanding where that feeling is coming from. Like you've got to recognize the actual source of the physical symptom to the boundary. So say you have a boundary being crossed, but you're not really sure of it, but you notice that anytime you make a really last minute plan, we'll use that as an example. You make a last minute plan and you have this like pit in your stomach or burning in your chest or like a lump in your throat and you're not really happy about it. There's a sign that a boundary needs to be created or that once been crossed or hasn't really even been communicated. So the first step is recognizing that, hey, I probably need a boundary here or need to communicate about that. Um, And then, you know, it goes from there after recognizing it, then you need to be clear about what it is that your boundary is. Otherwise there's, it just creates confusion if you're not clear. And, you know, like Brene Brown always says, I love Brene, you know, clear is kind, like people can't read your mind. So you have got to communicate those boundaries to others otherwise they'll just continue to be crossed totally yeah right on I love that so much um okay so for you 
I think this would be fun to help our ladies out because I think boundaries is like a big topic and this is some an area that I also help my clients like dive deep into but like I said it is a big topic and I think a lot of women get overwhelmed when it comes to boundaries it's like oh my gosh like I don't even know where to start because I haven't set a boundary in my entire life right so for you Megan I'm really curious for you right now what has been some of the most incredible boundaries that you set in your life that have really helped you with your confidence and becoming the woman that you are today Right. I would say the biggest boundary that has helped me become confident in myself is giving myself permission to say no to things that I don't want to do, especially social gatherings or um, last minute plans. If you give yourself permission to say no when you don't want to do it, you're saying yes to yourself. And saying yes to you is going to give you time for yourself. Um, It's time to love on yourself. It's giving you time for everything that you need versus time for what anyone else needs. So that's probably been my biggest like boundary breakthrough was just giving myself the permission to say no to things that don't light me up. Yeah, yeah. So here's the other thing. When we start saying no right? The struggle that a lot of women face in those situations is, okay, what's so-and-so going to think? Or they're so worried about someone else's reaction. So what do we do there? Hmm. Well, what I say to my clients when they bring up this objection to saying no uh, is you cannot control how somebody else is going to respond to your boundary. And it's honestly none of your business how they respond if they respond with their feelings hurt um because there's a difference between hurt and harm kind of like we'll we'll use smoking as an example like that's a harmful thing that doesn't necessarily hurt while you're doing it or there's things that hurt your feelings but don't necessarily harm you if that makes sense yeah totally i know i always say that The way someone reacts to your boundary says everything about them and nothing about Mm -hmm. you because just like their reaction really shows you if they have boundaries in their own life or if they're even aware about boundaries and if you're the one setting the boundary, it's clear that you're doing this type of like inner development work, which is incredible. So you should be proud of yourself. Right. Yes. And really the only people who respond negatively to you setting boundaries are the ones who are benefiting from you having none. Right. Totally. Yes. That's so important to point out as well. Okay. So I want to talk more about the creativity side of things. I think that's really cool that you incorporate that into your self-confidence coaching. So you said this came from kind of like your background in lettering, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So what does that look like to be creative and build confidence from that? I want to learn more about that. 
Sure. So in the creative exploration phase of creating confidence, it really goes through helping you find a creative outlet that you enjoy. And so my specific creative outlet that I love is lettering. And I remember when I found lettering, I was in like a really dark place with my mental health. I was very depressed and I had started lettering positive affirmations and I, you know, I wasn't doing it for myself. I was like, oh, my audience will love these. But what happened was I started finding my voice through that creative exploration. And I started gaining confidence in what I had to say and sort of healing myself through that creativity. And I realized there was a, there was something magical there, you know? So I help women discover a creative outlet that is fun for them, that is healing for them, that helps them find their voice and gives them a chance to rest, relax and recharge and create that confidence in themselves. That's so awesome. And I also think that creativity really kind of takes us back to that childlike sense of like playfulness that we used to have. And I feel like when we were quite young, you know, um, maybe Mm. before we hit like the school age years and stuff, we probably did have a lot more confidence than we have right now. Right. Exactly. And so the more we can do things that kind of allow us to tap into that side of ourselves. absolutely that's going to help us with our confidence building. I love that so much. So what are some cool creative outlets that, you know, if someone's kind of thinking right now, yeah, that that does sound like something I really want to start doing, um, what are some things that you might encourage them to start exploring? Sure. Well, the first exercise I take people through is kind of like an assessment of their current creative self. And um, something that we run into as adults is people saying, oh, I'm not a creative person. And I always say, you know, what makes you say that? Because you're probably wrong. You know, creativity is so many different things and you probably just don't realize that you're being creative um so like for all my entrepreneurs out there who are creating content and courses like that's 100 creative because you're making solutions out of out of the air you know you're connecting puzzle pieces together but oh gosh meg you're gonna have to remind me of the question (laughs) (laughs) Totally fine. Just like what are some areas that our listeners might want to start exploring? Yeah. And you bring up a great point. So many people do say like, oh, I'm just not creative. Right. And to me, hearing you say that, I was like, that kind of sounds like what I get all the time from people that start working with me. It's like, oh, like I'm not intuitive or I really want to be intuitive. And it's like that intuition is inside of you already, right? And I think the same thing goes with people coming to you and saying, hey, I'm just like not creative. I don't know. Like I, I maybe they say I lost my creativity or something like that, right? So if someone's feeling like it's been a really long time since they've been creative, it might feel kind of like awkward for them to kind of get back into things. So 
what are some maybe areas because you mentioned lettering was something that really lit you up but what are some maybe other areas that people could explore um just some ideas for people if they're stuck absolutely um I think a big easy one obviously is coloring um anything where you can get your colored pencils or your markers out and just kind of put on some music make yourself like a romantic evening with some uh, like like a nice drink and just like color and zen out like coloring is so creative because it's letting you rest and recharge um if you're looking for something more fun uh, a lot of people like to you know craft their own cocktails or mocktails and um gosh even on a different spectrum of creativity you could make up a dance to your favorite song or um write out a list of books to recommend to a friend like there's so many ways to be creative but to find the one that's right for you um is you know go back in time and look at all those things you used to do for fun when you were younger and then look at all the things that you do for fun now and see if any of those match up and if they do do that thing like creativity is play it is fun you don't have to if you don't like to color like you can still be creative if you don't like to color, you know? Right. And I think just hearing you describe like some of the different ideas of how someone could be creative, it doesn't mean that there has to be kind of like this end product either. Mm-hmm. Right. Because like right. dancing for an example, and just kind of allowing your body to feel the music intuitively move your body. It's not really like at the end of the song, or the end of your time dancing, you kind of have like this end product. But to me, that's still being creative and probably uh, aligns with how you support your clients as well. Um, And then something like you did for your creativity or your confidence journey was lettering. So you actually would kind of have that end product there. Right. Right. Yeah, there isn't always an end product. Another example, you know, is like gardening or just being outside in nature can be so creative. It doesn't really have to be the arts. Like creativity is everywhere. That's so true. Yeah. Mm. Now you're making me miss my garden. It's like the dead of winter (laughs) here. We got such a big storm last night. And right when you said garden outside, I was like, oh my gosh, I miss that time of year so much. Mm. Yes. Can't wait to be outside again. (laughs) Yeah. So do you, I'm so curious, do you still do lettering and stuff? Like, is that still something that you're constantly doing in your life? Yes, I am constantly lettering and doodling on things. Um, It has been one of my 2021 goals to, you know, get back into lettering for me. Um, I'm actually working on an affirmation deck that features my hand-lettered affirmations. I'm so excited. Oh my God, that's so amazing. So that's something like, it's been so cool to pour my creativity into my lettering for other people. Um, So that has just been a rewarding project so far. And I'm excited. It seems like I'll never finish it because I just keep coming up with new affirmations I want to (laughs) use. You need to like set a limit of how many cards in the deck. Yes, I know I do. And I, um, I had pulled my audience 
uh, probably a couple of weeks ago because I had a suggestion. I was like, you should make some of them profane. My audience loves when I just like accidentally cuss. I do my best not to, but it definitely comes out. And um, so there's a chance that my positive affirmations deck is not suitable for a young audience. <laughs> it's explicit. It needs like that E, yes. right? Ooh, yes. I love that. I am so going to have to grab myself a deck. I love that, Megan. Right on. So before we kind of start wrapping up the show, I do want to talk about something that you and I were actually talking about before I hit record. And that was investing in yourself. I feel like you and I kind of recently both made an investment in ourselves, and you and I are both coaches and we were kind of talking about deepening like our knowledge on what we coach about or just investing ourselves in ourselves so we can show up um, as an even better coach for our clients or whatever, right? So let's talk about that because I actually think that also plays into confidence. I remember I made like this huge investment in myself at like in the summer of 2020 And I didn't even start, it was like eight grand. Okay. And I never even started the program yet. And I was already like carrying myself differently. And yeah, like, what's that all about? Talk about that. Like how just like simply investing in yourself can actually make a huge difference in your confidence. Yes. So investing in yourself is part of the transformation because it's you admitting to the universe that you believe in yourself and your chance for growth and change. You, It's just like, I'm here. I believe in myself. Universe, here's this energy. And it gives you that energy right back as confidence. That's incredible and makes so much sense. I'm like, yeah, totally. It's kind of like you just saying like waving like this big old flag to the universe (laughs) right like hey look what I just did I'm ready for you oh my gosh I love that so much so you said you are just embarking kind of on like a little bit of a new journey for yourself becoming a quantum coach so what does that even mean I want to (laughs) know yes so quantum is all about energy and so I am going through this certification program to become a quantum coach and gosh it's so new and so big for me to even explain it I think would take forever for me to explain obviously my new coaches and mentors could explain it to you very quickly but basically I'll be certified as a life coach a quantum coach and then in other techniques you know like NLP time techniques and Reiki even, which I am so excited about. Yay, Reiki. We've chatted tons about Reiki on the show already, but something that I always love diving into, it always makes me feel so good. Yes, yes. I am. I'm so excited to, you know, level up my confidence as a confidence coach. You know, I think that's something, um, most people don't realize is that coaches have coaches too. You know, we are growing and evolving as well so that we can help you grow and evolve. Totally. I actually, I love that you brought this up because 
I was on Instagram yesterday just kind of watching some of some stories um from some people that I follow on Instagram and one of the girls that I follow like she's a she's like a nutrition coach okay and I was just like peeping her stories I always love like what she posts about and she said something like I don't trust a coach that doesn't have a coach and I was like yes you know I just thought (laughs) that was so funny because I think as a coach and you and I both being coaches um like we kind of like have that um kind of like inner wrestling within us it's kind of like well I'm already a coach you know like should I have a coach like we kind of like have that inner battle almost initially before making a big investment into someone else it's like well I should know this but that's obviously like the ego showing up and being like oh you should know all this right like why do you need a coach but yeah I just thought it was like so funny that she posted that and I was like yeah coaches like all coaches need coaches and I just love how she was like I don't trust a coach that doesn't have a coach (laughs) yes and it's so true like for me to have a coach it's weird because it would be like admitting that I'm not confident all the time which is 100% true I'm not confident all the time I don't think 100% confidence is attainable. It's like perfectionism. And for me to say, hey, I need a coach and I'm investing in a coach gives my audience permission to to also say, oh, yes, I need a coach. And it's okay if I'm not perfect and confident all the time. Yes. Okay. So now that you bring that up, I'm curious what areas of your life does kind of like that lack of confidence still show up every now and then? Sure. Um, Great questions. So my biggest areas where I have a lack of confidence is with my inner critic and that imposter syndrome. So I'm here, you know, growing as a confidence coach and, you know, I'm human. I'm learning things every day and every every once in a while I'll, I'll get that little inner critic says, who are you to teach this? You know, you don't know what you're doing. Um, you don't belong here. People are doing it better than you. Like all those thoughts, um, you know, like me as a confidence coach, I have those too. And it's totally normal. But I think what's different about me as a confidence coach is I have the tools and strategies to rewrite those thoughts to say, Hey, those aren't true. You know, thank you fear for trying to protect me, but here's what I'm going to use that information for, you know? Um, So yeah, it is crazy as a confidence coach. I definitely still struggle with my inner critic and that imposter syndrome for sure. Yeah. And I love how you said it by you showing up and kind of sharing with people, Hey, like I still struggle with this stuff. It gives them permission to, go invest in themselves and work with someone that can help them with their those areas of their life as well. I love that. Yeah. Right on. Okay, so I have another question for you. I ask all of my guests this question. <laughs> what does it mean to you to be unbreakable? What does it mean to me to be unbreakable? Wow, that's a beautiful question. (laughs) And I forgot that you, you know, I've listened to your podcast before and I remember being like, oh, I'm going to have to remember to come up with an answer for that before she asked me. So I knew this question was coming. Um, What does it mean to me 
to be unbreakable. You know, I think maybe instead of unbreakable, I think I want to say that I am worthy so that if I do break, that's okay. And I can move on from there. You know, like that little um, Chinese what oh my gosh those like little dolls yes so or those bowls i'm i'm coming gosh the words on the tip of my tongue oh like a fable you know that fable where you hear that bowl that was broken and then they fix it but the glue is like gold and it's just like even more beautiful because it broke and it repaired itself I think that's what it means to me to be unbreakable is to be worthy of repair Mm, I love that. And I was totally on a different wavelength. That was like the dolls. <laughs> we're close. No, no. They were made out of China. Not, not the dolls, Meg. Uh, yeah, so funny. Okay, awesome. I love that. I always love hearing everyone's different answers to that question. And Megan, um, for our listeners who are listening right now, I always love having them take like a screenshot of their screen listening to the episode or either taking a picture of their surroundings wherever they're listening to this episode, posting it on Instagram, tagging me, and then also tagging you so they can see me over at I am Meg Doll. And where can they find you over on Instagram, Megan? You can find me on Instagram at HeyMeganReed and my website, MeganReedCreative.com. Awesome. Yes, I will have your links in the show notes for everyone. Thank you so much, Megan, for joining us this week. This is awesome. It was an honor. 